Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Orlando Woolridge, Darnell Valentine, Joey Devine, Kelly Tripuka, Alton Lister, Sean Keane, Harvey Knuckles, yes, that's actually a basketball player. Featuring Patreons, Old Ball Sullivan, thank you, John Sullivan. Host Between the World and Me, Bob Cousy, thank you, Adam Tory. Christopher Small, thank you, Christopher Small. Musical guest, Harvey Danger. And now, the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary uh, host of Round Ball Rock. And for some reason, my mouth just stopped talking mid-sentence there. Uh, We're here with a later episode than usual this week but we wanted to talk about a basketball game even though we're anti-talking about games on this podcast it just felt weird to release one the day of the nba finals um (laughs) (laughs) uh that laugh you're hearing is of course as always permanent co-host sean keen sean how are you i'm good i'm good oh you're not furious I mean, not not anymore. I guess I I watched the game in the weirdest situation possible. Um, I just I, I met Kevin my, Durant's living room. Yeah, that that would have been weird. Uh, 
I was in Santa Monica meeting my friend, and I just randomly chose a bar because I'm like, oh, I guess they watch soccer here. This seems fine. Not realizing that I'd gone to uh, what bills itself as the hardest pub quiz in the world. And so the bar was f- like half sports fans watching the the finals game and half um jeopardy champions excuse me like teaming up was uh, ken jennings there ken jennings was not there but that guy um god i can't remember his name that guy brad who is the the, the current like, jeopardy guy the current jeopardy guy the who's guy's brad like the Rutter greatest was there Brad Rudder, I think, is, a, and then that guy who just got beat, who's on the mm-hmm. hot streak, he was there, and then that guy Arthur from Twitter was oh, you also mean, there. Uh, Jeopardy villain Arthur Chu was there. Jeopardy Jeopardy villain resistance hero Arthur Chu. Uh, was he watching the game or doing the trivia? He was definitely doing the trivia. I don't. <laughs> he was not paying a lot of attention to the game. Because wasn't uh, he a sports guy, Arthur Chu? Didn't I mean, he used to be like a baseball analytics man or something. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, hold on. Arthur Chu. Um, he spent most of the time just quote tweeting Donald Trump, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was a baseball man. I can't find it right now, but whatever. Who cares? Why yeah. am I looking up okay. Arthur Chu? <laughs> Jeopardy deal. Um, it was just very weird. Uh, I really love how weird that Brad guy is, and he he was uh, he was very nice to my friend who came up and talked to him. So good job, Brad Rutter. Um, well, that's a pretty weird place to watch a basketball game for sure. Yeah. Um, what's before we get started? Anyway, it made me less furious because it was so weird. I would oh, say. Well, that is. You had the exact opposite of me because I was watching alone, uh, just getting angrier and angrier by the second. <laughs> um, but before we get into all that, just a reminder, uh, if you'd like to donate, if you like the show and you feel like giving us some of your hard earned, uh, um, I almost said shekels, but that feels weirdly troubling. Right. Mm, yeah, I mean, simoleons. <laughs> simoleons is good. Yeah, some of your hard-earned simoleons. You can do that at Patreon.com/slash/RoundRockPod. A lot of great tiers and a Discord chat that is popping off. Uh, but if you can't give us money, that's fine. We understand. Uh, I can't pay me either, <laughs> so um, you can help us out still by telling your friends. Uh, telling any famous people you know about the show, maybe asking them for some RT, some hard-earned RT. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, following us on Twitter at Round Rock Pod, uh, emailing us at roundrockpod at gmail.com, or uh, calling us on the phone at the number in the description of the show. Um, also, five-star reviews. It's weird they only let you give five-star reviews, but this bit is getting old. All right. Um... <laughs> Should we do some reader mail, Sean? Yeah, let's do it. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. 
All right, we've got two great questions, Sean. Uh, one is a real inside basketball tweet, mm-hmm. and the other one is a real inside what's part of what has made America crumble tweet. Which one would you like first? Uh, let's do the inside basketball one, I think. Uh, okay, our friend Mike in the Northwest uh, asked about the scout man, scout mm-hmm. with Brian, who has blocked us both on Twitter for not uh, ever, um, none of us ever interacted with him even, um, and we've both been blocked. Yeah. I, I interacted with him once and said, thanks, Brian. I did make fun of him, but I didn't list his name. I, I just liked a bunch of tweets that were making fun yeah, of him. Yeah, it was pretty much nothing. Like, yeah. I... <laughs> But anyway, if you're unfamiliar with the Ballad of Scout with Brian, uh, first off, God bless you. Uh, but Scout with Brian is a former, uh, he's a former video coordinator for the Washington Wizards, and uh, one year with the Atlanta Hawks, he was only fired once, he does not know why. <laughs> uh, that's right. <laughs> Who has been taking on all comers on Twitter for the past four months, five months? Four or five months, yeah. Once he, Once he started tweeting about how he could cook and WNBA players. That's yeah. what kicked it off. But then it's never ended. And uh, we're on like three notes apologies at this point. And he did a notes app apology his first week he was on Twitter, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote um, like a manifesto apology slash explanation, which was very long. But also all about like, I'm going to cool down with this guy. And, and then... then- Fought with Bomani Jones and Mark Cuban and Haralabob Volgaris in uh-huh. one day, and I gotta I gotta see seeing him fight with Cuban. Hold on, we're, oh, yeah, we're sorry, we should ahead. answer the question oh, yeah, first yeah, before we get yeah, to yeah. that. Um, our friend Mike asks: Is the disgraced former video coordinator a hero for his commitment to the cause of aggro trolling and not understanding the Twitter character limit? Or is he a cautionary tale about what happens if repeated efforts to get verified on a social media website come back empty? Hmm. Now, well, yeah. <laughs> I my opinion has changed in the last two days on this. I would have said he's the cautionary tale uh-huh. until the Mark Cuban Haralabob Volgaris fight. Uh where somehow Scout with Brian became the good guy. Right? I mean, it's hard to say, but yeah, you're like, I, I'm like, the enemy of the enemy is my friend. And <laughs> I'm not sure we have a greater enemy on the Roundball Rock podcast than Maverick's owner slash corporate fraudster Mark Cuban. He right? did have a really good line about Haralabob. Um, where, uh, like Cuban Bernie did or Cuban. the scout no, man did? The scout man did. <laughs> where he was like, blah, blah, blah. How could you hire this guy who made fun of coaches or whatever? And it's like, come mm-hmm. walk it back, weird. Oh, yeah. Th- weird it's weird. Coach it's Valor like... Stealer. <laughs> <laughs> they talked about an NBA coach. Yeah, I mean, he, he initially came to NBA prominence uh, defending Jim Boylan. 
by going into people's DMs and just being like, you fucking piece of shit. You do not talk about Jim Boylan like that. And honestly, now I'm starting to feel like that about Jim Boylan, too. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe he's a prophet. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he said something where Mark Cuban hopped in after he was fighting with Haralabab, where he was like, uh-huh. oh, I guess I should have, I, I guess I should have, uh, oh, I'm gonna screw it up, but, and I can't see it. We can't see it. Um, but where he was just like, oh, it makes sense that, uh, the culture of the Mavs is us. You just, you're just adding another loser to your- <laughs> Yeah, he said, he said, uh... Well, let let me let me give you the two quotes here. Sorry, I I have some screenshots. It's the only way I can do this. Uh, yeah, he he said if he has influence over there, that's why you guys can't win anymore. And then he said, uh, "I'm a troll, not trolling anything." HV just decided to question my intellect and English skills today, so I wanted to make sure you're aware of his thousand tweets criticizing half the coaches and players in the NBA. He says he has a lot of influence there, so good luck, I guess. Oh, no, that's not even the tweet. There's another tweet, a response to Mark Cuban after Mark Cuban is, like, uh, mad at him, you know? Uh And he's, like, (laughs) where Mark Cuban is, like, Whatever, he's like defending Haralabob and he's like, I mean, uh, he says something about the culture of the Mavs and how, of course, they would add a charlatan who made up his gambling stats or whatever. Like, he wouldn't double check his background. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, um, yeah, I'm starting to come around. I kind of think Scout Brian was a hero. There's only one way this ends, and it's with him fighting Donald Trump on Twitter. That's what we're going. That's what we're careening towards. You realize that, right, Sean? He's taken on all all comers. Mm-hmm. He's fought Matt Moore. He's yeah. fought Nate Duncan. Mm-hmm. He's fought Bomani Jones. Yes. Uh, Amin- he fought Dragonfly Jones. Yeah, he fought Dragonfly Jones. Uh, Amin El Hassan is next. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus. Yes, he's got he's got to fight Jesus. <laughs> um, would he? Is there a way he could possibly get into a feud with Worldwide Wob? No, because Worldwide Wob isn't. Or, Worldwide Wob is like uh, he's like. Oh man, this is such a nerdy reference. He's more like Owatu the Watcher, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't he's involve himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't involve he's there, himself. He's there to record and observe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that might have to be our... <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's... They're both worldwide, so that makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, so who are some other people who are constantly fighting people on Twitter that Scout with Brian has to fight next? Oh, um, well, I mean, the thing is, he's got to cross over into politics. Yeah, no, exactly. But so, he's got to take on all basketball comers first. Oh, right, right, right. He hasn't quite graduated yet. Right. <laughs> It's like uh it's really like Mike Tyson's punch out but with uh with Twitter fights. Yeah. Um <laughs> I mean it's weird that like like the I feel like the Cuban thing 
is the first time he's like crossed over into the real world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that, that means that he could go viral in the real world. Like the plot. He's going to fight like Rosie O'Donnell next. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that why they fired you off the view? Sorry. Uh, yeah. You have 180 characters to assassinate you with that. That look, we've had our ups and downs. With Duncan Smith, we have not had our ups and downs. With no, Duncan. we like Duncan a lot, <laughs> but uh, the the misstep, yeah, with him telling Coach Scout with Brian, uh, who constantly claims that Twitter's character limit is one hundred and eighty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he he corrected him, and uh, I gotta say, don't tell him, don't tell him. But also, <laughs> I that is my one real bone i have it actually involves our friend duncan smith uh Uh, my one bone to pick was scout with brian i mean i had a million but now i'm like whatever this is hilarious uh stop stop uh like trying to shame people for their jobs by using their linkedins yeah you're Uh, unemployed dude yeah you literally wrote a fucking blog about how hard it is to make money and how you're broke and how you're you're broke broke. and you need people to pay you to read your tweets and he's twice now screenshotted friends of the show's linkedins to like shame them for being uh high school coaches in korea or blackjack dealers Um, yeah again again he's unemployed (laughs) yeah (laughs) he got he got grifted by a, a shady huckster and uh, his he is being supported by his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, I mean you you, you got to have a side hustle to do these yeah. kind of things. Also, read the Scout with Brian manifesto. It is also friend of the show NBA Couchside made the uh, mm-hmm. made the manifesto. One of his <laughs> tweets is linked. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a little upset we didn't, but um, uh, we got blocked pretty early. We got blocked very early, like well before he went like full. Well, and you know it. What that means is that when we get the Scoutman stuff, it has to be particularly egregious because someone had to screenshot it for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. So, so we're getting the greatest hits. Thanks to everybody who who does that for us. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's like we're reading the recaps of a show. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next question comes from our friend Casey Clark. Uh, and he asks, is Vince Carter one of the last pre 9-11 players in the NBA? He is incredibly pre 9-11. Well, we like should he, mention oh, yeah. that Pau Gasol and Jamal Crawford are both in the league and are also um were drafted before 9-11 but you and i mm-hmm. take this question in a very different way which it's culturally yes yes exactly <laughs> and vince carter is like the last archetypical uh 90s superstar for sure yes he is the uh he is for sure the is this the next jordan Mm-hmm. Um, of he is the most next Jordan of all the next Jordans, uh, and he's fuck like you, the Kobe last, Bryant. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's also the last next Jordan. Yeah, 
because he's drafted MJ's last year and they kind of stopped doing that after that, you know, in the illustrious tradition of Kobe Bryant, Harold Miner, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of other greats. <laughs> uh, Grant Hill, the first next Jordan. Mm-hmm. Grant Hill was the first next Jordan. <laughs> My dad still makes fun of Coach K for uh, this pre-draft interview he did, where he mentioned that Grant that no one knew that Grant Hill was six eight like nine times. Like I can mention Grant Hill now, and twenty five years later, my dad will say, oh, "You know, he's six eight. A lot of people don't know that." Um, that's very funny. Are okay now? Are there any players in the NBA right now who are spiritually pre nine eleven? Oh, Even that's though age-wise, they're not. Um, I I firmly believe that um, we talk about that that Evan Turner's like a six-time All Star in the nineties. Mm. See, there are two that come to my mind that are insanely pre nine eleven to me spiritually. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. Uh huh. And they are Zach Levine. Ooh! Oh my God! Yeah. And uh, of course, our man. In Phoenix, Devin, Devin Booker. Booker. Yeah, I think Devin Booker would have still been bad in the nineties, but I but his heart is there. And like he would he would definitely have um a kid and play haircut. Mm-hmm. He kind of does now. I mean Devin but, uh... Booker to me just <sighs> I look at Devin Booker and I like get like my I like go into a time tunnel. Uh-huh. And remember watching Eddie Jones or like uh, uh, Alan Houston is really who he reminds me of. <laughs> God, he is. There is a, a strong Houston vibe to him. <laughs> yeah, he he really feels like like that's why Phoenix can't win because they've the the time continuum is disrupted. <laughs> Why like Sarver's slowly melting down with this time traveler on the team. <laughs> um and I, I would say of those other guys, Palgasol does not feel pre nine eleven and Jamal Crawford is incredibly pre nine eleven. Yes, like he's insanely pre nine eleven. His game is this very hopeful uh Clinton administration. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow, but Actually, it kind of doesn't work, and it's a little shady. <laughs> um, Andre Iguodala, to me, is someone everyone thought was pre-9-11, but was extremely post-9-11, and it took a very long time for people to figure it out. Right. Like, when he's on the Sixers, <laughs> it's like, well, this is this is our horse. <laughs> Got to just give it to Andre and let him, uh, let him ISO. And then... Um, all right. Uh... Should we go to the news? Yeah, let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean. Uh, We talked about her last week. Or, excuse me, last episode. But uh, Lindsay Glazer... Uh, the alpha bitch trademark. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman that Scottie Pippen is suing that's not a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, made a, a video. Do you want to? 
You just yeah. have a link here. I don't know what this is. I haven't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's the alpha bitch. She's uh, she's really letting you know about Scotty Pippen here. I'll uh, uh, you want to play it? Uh, how long is it? It's less than a minute. Oh yeah, then sure, let's play it. Yeah. Only in Florida. Breaking news involving former Battle Bulls player Scotty No Tippin Pippin. Things have sunk to a new low for Scotty. You just can't make this stuff up, folks. Once an NBA great, Scotty has now turned to picking on five-year-olds for drawing with crayons. He expanded his ongoing lawsuit against comedian Lindsay Glazer by including Glazer's five-year-old daughter in an amended complaint in Broward County Court filed on May 2nd, 2019. Pippin claims that Glazer's daughter used too many crayons at his property and is seeking damages in the form of three weeks of her lunch money, two Barbie dolls, and a formal signed NDA agreeing not to discuss Scotty Pippin's cooties. Scotty's behavior is so erratic these days, we're really beginning to question his sanity. In other news, given Ambassador Rodman's success with relations with North Korea, unnamed sources at the White House claim that Donald Trump is considering appointing Scotty Pippen as ambassador to Iran in hopes that his intellect will be on a level playing field with the regime. Ha! So she she does a lot of dispatches like this, but uh there aren't a ton of jokes in this one. I got to say alpha bitch like it's a pretty personal situation and uh, also kind of a weird racist joke about Iran at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That took a really long time. Sean, here's what I'm going to say. Look, Do you're better, a beta bitch. bitch. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alpha bitch. Do better. Mm, you're a beta bitch. Quit being such a beta bitch and get on the alpha bitch train, baby. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, do you want to talk about Nike Town? Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Um, yeah, the apparently, um, that someone found that Nike is selling a shirt, a KD shirt, a Kevin Durant shirt. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant shirt. Not, not, uh, Kelly Dwyer. Although I would buy one of those. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the subscription to the second arrangement yes check it out subscribe to kelly dwyer's the second arrangement it is yeah. the uh it makes my day yeah it's really good um okay so the shirt the kevin durant shirt mm-hmm. says stay true easy buckets on the uh-huh. front and then the back lists all the cities where kevin durant has played mm-hmm. uh fort washington uh mouth of wilson that's where the that's where the Oak Hill Academy is. The terrible name. It's not actually a city. I guess it's an unincorporated place. That's but why they're still, allowed to pay high school basketball players there. I think that's. I think that's <laughs> right. Yeah, like like <laughs> international waters in the mouth of Wilson. Um, all right, also, I going. believe it's just named after a dude who just died, and they were like, "Yeah, oh, that's too bad." <laughs> um, like not a notable person, right? I mean, to be fair, aren't a lot of places just named after people, dudes who died? Yeah, I guess this one seemed particularly <laughs> like St. Francis, where we're from. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but he, you know, he he's he, just uh, a dude who died. The out of Ireland, <laughs> talk to animals like Doctor Doolittle, right? Uh-huh. Aren't those the things he did? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we also list Rockville, 
Austin, where the University of Texas is, uh-huh. Seattle, where uh-huh. uh, the Sonics were stolen from, Oklahoma City, Oakland, and the last city listed there is San Francisco. Excuse me? San Francisco. He has not played in San Francisco. No, he has not. I saw um, some people arguing that because Kevin Durant has a condo in San Francisco, that's what the last line meant. That is not what it means. No, there. <laughs> no one's like. No one's like. Oh, uh, I just wanted this shirt with all the places where uh, Kevin Durant owns property, uh, where he's lived. <laughs> Do you think like, Kevin Durant owns property in Mouth of Wilson? No, I don't. I don't think he owns property. <laughs> well, maybe he, he might invest in that academy. <laughs> he's he's everywhere, Joey. He's a he's a mogul. Is Oak Hill Academy a charter school or is it a private school? It's weird because uh, <laughs> apparently it accounts for the majority of Mouth of Wilson's population uh-huh. is borders at the uh, academy slash. I mean, sweatshop is it a sweatshop? <laughs> Basketball. Uh... <laughs> and, and like, let's. How do we combine a, a Dickensian workhouse <laughs> with high school basketball? Okay, it's a Virginia boarding school. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't realize it was a boarding school. Well, yeah, that's why that's why the population like spikes, and then when the kid when they're on break, no one's in Mouth Wilson anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, I assume it's like shady runners like just camped out various places, squatting <laughs> in abandoned houses. Uh, uh, Sean, Joe, do you think this, this shirt means? It? Yeah, go ahead. You ask me. Sorry, uh, Joey. Does this shirt mean that Kevin Durant is coming back? Um, I kind of think it does. <laughs> kind of think it does too. It's the <laughs> dumbest indicator, and yet I'm like, well, Mikey wouldn't have done that if uh, if they'd known. Uh, and it's exactly the kind of like little thing that you wouldn't even really notice or check. Like, I think the shirt's been on sale for like a month, and right. just someone finally noticed it. It's an ugly shirt, too. It's, it's a, it a sucks. No one is going to buy this shirt. There's a lot going on. Yeah, on but that except, shirt. you know what? If he leaves, I will buy this shirt. That's so funny. Uh, I'm telling you right now, listeners, if Kevin Durant leaves, I will buy this ugly shirt. Hmm. Uh, because then it will be hilarious. Yes. Um, speaking, yeah, like of, my... speaking of leavers. Yes. Uh, Kawhi Leonard bought a house in Toronto, Sean. Yes. Now, I, I get, technically, he just bought property in Toronto, so it is possible that it's like Canada's first Wingstop franchise. But uh, yeah, so um, look, I don't. I never thought it was that unlikely that other people play or that that either of these guys would stay, um, especially. Um, well, okay, here is my expectation for both of these guys that they sign a deal this summer that is not uh like a four or five year contract. I think that's true of Kawhi. I don't think that's true of KD. Well, what I have heard the the speculation I have read that actually makes sense is that when the NBA's gambling stuff kicks in, it is going to boost the cap to the point where, you know. Maybe you would wait a year if you're Kevin Durant. You're definitely getting a max anyway um, to get that higher percentage of the cap. Hmm. But uh, 
I mean, I, I w- it wouldn't shock me if Kevin Durant this summer signed another like one plus one with the Warriors, and uh, just because it would be the most frustrating solution possible. Um, I just think they will do like whatever it takes to have him in that new building the first year, and then after that, it'll be like, eh, all right. Okay. Well, anyway, whatever. we have no sources. We're just speculating. Uh, we do need to talk about. At the the greatest nickname since Sauce Castillo, though, uh-huh. uh, which is another Kawhi story. A uh, in college, it came out that uh, Kawhi never spoke still, but did speak on the court. Uh-huh. And um, can I tell you what he used to say, Sean? Please, please. Uh, <laughs> first off, college teammate LeBradford Franklin. <laughs> All right, Don Pardo, take note. Uh, said, if he was grabbing a rebound, he'd say, give me that, or board man, or board man gets paid. <laughs> if I heard it once, I heard it 50 times. Board man, I'm a board man. That's what he said, absolutely. I'm a board man. Yeah, I'm a board man. Board man gets paid. He spoke in <laughs> phrases like that. It's it's like the most efficient, hilarious, and also kind of devastating trash talk. Because I've always thought that that Reggie Miller is kind of the peak of NBA trash talking. Um where he is like like I know Gary Payton is much more savage than that, but there's something about Reggie Miller's like conversational mocking that's really devastating to me. Just like him talking to John Starks and saying, like, how are you a shooting guard? I don't understand. Look at the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you making shots? Um, but this would be devastating to me to just have a guy guarding you that was just constantly saying no, no, no. When you tried to do a move and stopping you uh, or just saying bucket, whatever. But he Boardman makes no sense, Sean. You are you're bearing the lead here. Yes, he oh. does say no a lot when he's stopping people. But it's so efficient. But is what I'm saying. This sounds like this quote. Okay, Sean, I'm going to read you this quote again. Yeah. And instead of thinking this is about Kawhi Leonard, I want you to think. Isn't this maybe about like Starman or K Pax? Oh, like an alien? Yes. Like, well, like I, I mean, it sounds like something Rain Man would say. Technically, like I don't like, know. Yeah, but man, listen, listen paid. to this. Yeah. I'm gonna read you this quote again. You uh-huh. again. Listen, hear it with fresh ears. All right. Okay. If I heard it once, I heard it fifty times. Board man, I'm a board man. That's what he said. Absolutely. I'm a board man. Yeah, I'm a board man. Board man gets paid. He spoke in phrases like that. You're saying the coach's quote sounds yes. crazy. It oh. No, it sounds like he, you're talking about John from Cincinnati. Oh, that, that, oh he spoke in phrases like yes. that? Yes. <laughs> and Which... that the phrases make little to no sense. <laughs> Oh, it, it completely makes sense, though. I mean, they make sense, but they're not how humans speak. Like, this is not normal trash talk, Sean. What I'm... Look, what I'm implying here... Uh-huh. Is that maybe Kawhi is not of this earth. 
maybe, but I, I feel like this is like the most purely working man stuff. Like a guy, like a guy who's Kawhi Leonard, obviously a very gifted individual player, but someone in his life was like, well, you got to get that GED board man gets paid, you know, like, like, like it's like making a, making a musical prodigy learn to weld, for mm-hmm. example, just, just to like that, that someone was like, you get those rebounds, you get paid. And he's like, board man gets paid, board man gets paid. <laughs> Here, buckets, but lay here's up. what I'm I want to say. Boardman yeah. gets paid is possibly it's one of the like five greatest NBA lines of all time. I think it's so good. Um, it's almost musical, and it's uh, it's so good. Uh, now, Sean, I want to ask you a question. So they keep calling. Kawhi Leonard, king in the north, king of the north. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, isn't Boardman a much better nickname? Yes. Also, because they've already called other people king in the north. Isaiah Thomas was that stupid king in the fourth thing, which I guess makes sense because much like the original king in the north, Rob Stark, uh, Isaiah Thomas got knifed by someone he thought he was his friend, mm-hmm. Danny Ainge. <laughs> um, and then they were calling Kyrie Irving King in the fourth last uh, the the year before. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, board board man. He's board man. Now, now, Sean, please ask me the question. Is there a better NBA nickname than uh, board man? Is there a better NBA nickname than board man for Kawhi? Yes, of yeah. course. But we should be calling him the servant. All right. Um... <laughs> but also, oh, I like to to imagine Kawhi off the court, too. Just be exactly like this, like green light, green light while he's driving and hot wing, hot wing. He likes wings, right? Yeah, he loves wings. That's the yeah. one thing we know about him. He likes wings and he hates the cold. Uh, he's not. I'm telling you, he is not a human being. <laughs> All right. There's something about being on the spurs that like makes guys that are actually entertaining seem boring, too. Like Tim Duncan was pretty funny in interviews, and it was like that joyless piece of crap. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier were on The Bachelorette. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just I'll be yeah efficient. not to not to be Grantland Junior about this. So let's burn through it. <laughs> so for some reason, like early in the season, The Bachelorette goes on a lot of uh, trips to just cities that will give them stuff for free. And this time it was Newport, Rhode Island. <laughs> they went mm-hmm. to a place called Gurney's, which even sounds like the lowest priced option. Uh, so on on Hannah B, the Bachelor's date with Jed, Nashville musician, uh, they got to go to 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 meet two Boston Celtics, Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier. Uh, they played two on two. Uh, Hannah B, whose name is Brown, Hannah Brown and Jalen Brown whooped Jed and Terry Rozier. Uh, she wow, did a cartwheel would have imagined. Terry and Rozier just, is not very good. <laughs> Who would have thought? Well, well, there's a point when when Jed says Jalen Brown and Scary Terry, two of the best guys in the league. Like he's amazed. And I was watching this with my girlfriend and her friend, and I couldn't help myself from just going, "Nope." when he said they were two of the best guys in the league. Um, I would like to to tell you what Jalen Brown's advice was 
sure. for uh, was it, she should uh, look. <laughs> yeah, was it uh, don't give up anything for your <laughs> don't give up any minutes or shots? Yeah, yeah, that's what it, but he said. She should look for somebody who makes you laugh, somebody who lets you be yourself with, somebody who respects you, someone who's there for the rough times and the good times, somebody who's going to accept you for your flaws and your beauty. Again, not Danny Ainge. He is <laughs> will not be there for you. Um, I've only ever seen one season of The Bachelor, Sean. Yeah, and the season I watched, uh. Paul George, George Hill, and Frank Vogel were on it. So is this like oh, a normal Bachelor thing? Well, I think they try to do it um, some synergy with the NBA because it's on ABC. Oh, right, and, right, right. You know, they tape it in advance, but I kind of feel like um, they correctly predicted a team that would not be making the finals. So congratulations for your lack of faith <laughs> in the Boston Celtics. Yeah, uh, but also... What you just said is that, uh, yes, The Bachelor, one of their early season trips was to Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, whoever was on that season and got a one-on-one date in well, Indianapolis. Um, okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about on The Bachelor? No. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the fucking NBA finals, I guess. <laughs> it's the NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're going to be championship. Data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams played hard. Uh, so the Warriors lost. Um. <laughs> they did. They did with uh, with uh, Clay Thompson missing his first playoff game of his career. The Warriors came out strong with a starting lineup that included uh, Sean Livingston and Boogie Cousins, and uh, those two were ineffective. Uh-huh. You know who else was ineffective, Joey? Who? Uh, all the other warriors except Steph. Uh, yeah, you know what this game was? Uh, this was a 2010 Warriors game with Steph Curry playing the role of Monte Ellis. I gotta say, kind of loved it. Kind of loved it. Um, Yeah, he went for 47. (laughs) I mean, he took 31 shots. He took 14 free throws. Uh, I am pretty sure. This did anyone is the, else score? <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I'm pretty sure this is the best game Steph Curry has ever had in his entire career. It was like almost mistake free from Stephen Curry. While meanwhile, literally everyone else was just taking a shit on the floor, including Steve Kerr. It was and one of the Warriors minority owners, apparently. Uh, oh, was that the wait? That guy—that's the guy who shoved Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Yes. Okay, so so I heard a lot during the game that the Oracle crowd was terrible, and they were terrible in a different way than I expected because Kyle Lowry jumped into the stands trying to get a loose ball, and then um, like a frail man, <laughs> he the, tried the to giant push badge on a lanyard. Kyle Lowry and somehow uh-huh. like pushed himself. But Kyle Lowry just lands like two seats away 
Yeah, because because you and I had the same experience of not noticing it live I... and then watching clips and like assuming that the contact would be coming from somewhere. Like it was hard to tell what even happened. No, I was looking at the guy who shoved him. It's just not how a shove works. (laughs) It was just very weird. Like it's like how a child. I had to watch it 50 times to see the shove. I think Sorry, 15. It, it honestly reminds me of when my nephew who is not two years old yet, um, pretends to tries to push me down. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, just the like, not a lot of not a lot of heft behind that. But anyway, fuck that guy, and it just He's came a out. Minority owner. That's I what didn't know Shams that. just tweeted. Uh, uh, the Warriors say minority investor Mark Stevens will not attend remaining NBA Finals games after shove on Kyle Lowry in Game Three Wednesday night. God, that is oh, that is some 2019 Warriors shit right there. Yeah. Also, the guy needs a new blood boy, obviously. He is <laughs> like I think he has like maybe a vegan blood boy who doesn't doesn't really have the strength, possibly. Um Yeah, so that happened. Uh Danny Green went off. Crazy that Danny Green would hit a lot of threes against the Warriors in a playoff game. Especially one where um uh, you're just leaving him like the the Warriors role players know they're allowed to guard Danny Green when he's standing in the corner, right? Like that it's not against the rules of basketball to stand in front of him uh, instead of closing out. Yeah, I mean, terribly look, lot- and late on every shot. Um, I got to say, I don't I, I, I understand that these guys are going to be a little overmatched in these in these things the raptors have a lot of good players but what was frustrating is moments that there's like a long rebound that would bounce on the floor twice and then a raptor would pick it up like well i guess we better get (laughs) we should take this one uh like if you're not if you're not going to do anything else get a rebound because this game is entirely this loss is entirely on steve kerr in my opinion Wait, really? Yes. I, just, I I mean, I don't know if there was really a combination that was going to win this game for them, Joey. I don't look. Here's the thing. All right. Role players are supposed to have do one thing, right? And that's have energy. Yes. And like try hard. And none yeah. of these guys were. If Jonas Jerebko isn't trying hard, why do you keep playing him? Same with Jordan Bell. Like well, I, they aren't playing Jordan Bell. Except That's they the, did last night, and Jordan Bell fucking sucked. Like, again, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, you have to have these, you have to have, like, role players, look, they weren't going to be able to score. That's not what I'm asking them to do. But uh-huh. try hard on defense and box someone out. That is yeah. literally, energy is like a role player's job, and none right. of them had it. And... None and he kept going back to the same people who kept not having it. And I just like guys staring at rebounds fall into people's uh-huh. hands. Like if they get four of those long rebounds, uh-huh. they're in that game entirely. Yeah. But but I I just don't know what the options were for Steve Kerr that he was ignoring, I guess. 
play guys more? Don't sit Draymond Green and Steph Curry at the same exact time? Well, okay, that was bad. But other than that, it was like the guys just sucked. Like, I don't. I don't know who he I don't know who he should have been playing that he wasn't. I guess I would have wanted McKinney to get more minutes, but like I just you know, think he, had, you he played keep... Bogut twenty two minutes, he played Cousins nineteen minutes, and he played well, Jordan Cousins Bell the other bad. center minutes. Yeah, but like who's who's I don't I don't know who he's ignoring, I well, guess. My problem isn't ignoring them, it's sticking with them when they fucking suck. But it's they not all saying, sucked. hey, hey, uh, sorry, Sean Livingston, you have to play 30 minutes now because Jonas Jurebko is fucking uh, laying on the court in the fetal position. <laughs> I agree. It's just that Livingston was also bad. I understand, I but he's still they, he never tried Draymond at center. No, he did not. Uh, I think that's because he's low on wings, though. Yeah, but you could play. Look, the lineup they should have tried Uh is Draymond, uh, Iguodala, Uh McKinney, or Livingston, Cook, and uh, Steph. And that line, because those were the guys at least sort of trying. Uh And that lineup never saw the floor. Because I mean, strength in numbers, baby. You gotta play. I, you have to play thirteen guys in a game where you have where uh, your entire team is hurt. But I don't. I don't even know what you're suggesting now, though, because you're like they're playing too many guys. They're not playing enough guys. Like he played Quinn Cook twenty seven minutes. That's about as much as Quinn Cook can play. <sighs> okay, uh, he he did not put those guys in a position to win. There were some bad lineups, but I, I just I think they're pretty shorthanded, Link. I understand they're shorthanded, but again, if you see these guys, literally their one job is energy, and no one had ener- any energy last night but Stephen Curry. And that, think- to me, is on the coaching staff. It's their job to get those guys fucking hyped All up. Right. Well, I, I kind of blame the guys for not being hyped up. I mean, up. that's I, also I, fair. But That's I, what I'm saying. Like... McKinney would have played more, but he, you know, he he can't play out there without Kawhi, you know, getting drawing a foul on him every three or four minutes, which is fine, you know. Uh, yeah, not a great, not a great group effort for the team, but you know, this they, game the Raptors any, shot like fifty percent. Every Raptor shot fifty percent, and it was because shot, every single Raptor shot fifty percent. Yeah, they shot 52% as a team. Yeah. Uh, uh, 45% of the threes. And I don't know. To me, if there's a game where you only play seven guys, it's the one where your entire team is hurt. But, um, there, but two, of their five, two of their starters were terrible, so you can't play seven guys in that game. Um, So you keep going back to the same guys who are worse than their starters? I don't know. I, I'm just... I'm not seeing an answer in this box score, to be honest. They played Quinn Cook 27 minutes, like the only guy with a pulse off the bench. Oh, well, and McKinney, but McKinney got a ton of fouls. That's why he wasn't playing as many minutes. Like, I mean, he played Bogut 22 minutes. Yeah, because Boogie was terrible. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, there's a certain point where they just don't, you know, three of their, you know, What's 
main seven guys are hurt. Here's a question I have for you. Uh, Brian Windhorst last night said the Warriors purposefully spiked to this game. Um, That's not the case. Uh, why, why would they purposely spike? Because apparently Clay and Kevin Durant are both playing on Friday. That's what Windhorst said. Oh, well, I mean... And that bo- <laughs> that then one or both could have played tonight, but they decided to go for extra health and not play. That is I'm, what Windhorst said on his <laughs> podcast last night. Uh, I mean, I don't agree with that, but also, I like, Clay Thompson's injury looked pretty bad. Kevin Durant's, I have no idea what's going on, but like... I don't know. I don't I don't really think they I don't know. Do you do you think that's true? Do you think they were both healthy enough to play cuz really seemed like Clay Thompson wanted to play in the game and they told him no. Um I mean, I personally don't really see the difference between playing tomorrow and Friday. Like it's not like there are 3 days off between these two games. Um Yeah. I mean, that's it makes, me. But to me, it makes a lot more sense that Clay Thompson hurting his hamstring on when was the previous game Sunday? Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand where you'd be like, all right, let's give this guy two extra days on his injury from three days ago with Kevin Durant. It's like I have no idea what the goalposts are for that injury. I don't you think know. he's going to play, but Windhorst was implying he's playing on Friday. Everybody is implying he's playing, and it sounds like he's not even running yet. Well, he so, practiced yesterday, apparently. Okay. Well, I mean, it's – it's. I have no idea. But um, I can see how they don't – that they aren't worried about winning on the road mm-hmm. because that doesn't seem to be that big a deal. Um. I just I I well, guess their I don't crowd understand. fucking blows and they have like owners yeah. shoving other players like yeah, that's like yeah, new lows Oracle crowd. Uh, don't call them the Oracle crowd. This is already the Chase Center crowd. They're just in Oakland tonight. Chase Center East. Yeah, they're just in, they just happen to be in Oakland, but this is the Chase Center crowd. Let's be honest here. Um. Yeah, they were bad. Uh, but I also kind of think the crowd doesn't matter no the only place the crowd matters sean Mm -hmm. is boston it's boston where they have a special connection to the guys they're running out of town for semi-racist reasons (laughs) (laughs) they definitely they definitely have not lost crucial home games to lebron uh or well the milwaukee bucks because they're focused. Those guys just love basketball and white people. And that video of that mustache man dancing. Uh, totally authentic. They love yeah. it. it. It hypes them up. It takes them to a higher place. That's what made Kevin Garnett an MVP that year. Um, yeah. And they've got those They got those chants. Yeah. That, the so the chants are so good. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure the Warriors are going to lose this series now. I mean that is that is definitely where the indicators are going. But yeah, I mean, who who would have thought that Clay Thompson was important to this team? Who would have guessed that uh, that their that their bench players who 
managed to come through against the Portland Trailblazers and the Houston Rockets would struggle when confronted with a non-fraud opponent. <laughs> Who would have guessed that? When they weren't able to rely on facing Al Farouk Aminu, Mo Harkless, and uh, Evan Turner, that uh, they'd run into a little bit of a wall. Um, do you think? Do you think Toronto can keep shooting like this from three? No, but I don't think they have to. Um, yeah, because I think that. Uh, I think the Warriors are banking pretty hard on uh, guys coming back and they're maybe not going to be the same. And uh, <laughs> the the lack of having uh, anyone who can dribble or shoot that is not Quinn Cook is maybe going to be a difficult thing. Yes. I've uh, Although, maybe been complaining about this for three years. But... We have. I... I would say I'm giving them a little bit of a pass on the roster construction because all the guys are out, but I'm not giving the training staff a pass. You should have paid Chelsea Lane, you guys, you cheap motherfuckers. No one strains a hamstring or gets hurt when Chelsea Lane is in town, except for Steph and KD both having that happen um, in the last two seasons. But other than that, the training staff pay them millions of dollars um sure i mean i think maybe the problem is signing jonas Durebko because you think he's a small forward and also having too many centers on the roster that aren't good but um but i mean if they if if they had durant and clay i anyway yeah uh, but injuries happen like one of one of one of kevin durant and steph curry has been hurt in the last three playoffs. Uh-huh. Uh, and you really don't have anyone at all. You're like, you're asking Sean Livingston to do a lot because again, you're carrying Damian Jones and Jordan mm-hmm. Bell, who are the same guy, uh, basically. And, uh, again, Jonas Derebko, who is also a big, like the roster construction has just been lopsided the entire time. I thought Jonas Drebko would be able to uh, shoot a little better from the outside than he has this year. I, I'll, I'll be honest sure. about that. But, I mean, it, it, it he kind of played very similarly to Omri Caspi, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know who would have actually helped them last night? Uh, fucking Nick Young, who sucked ass the year Well, before, you know who but... would also have helped them is Patrick McCall. Yeah, of course. I but, mean, maybe. Who knows? He kind of sucks. Uh, Alfonso McKinney is better than him. Um, you know, Drepko did shoot 37% from three this year. He's just been terrible in the playoffs. Anyway, uh, that's our show. Sean, what, what do you want to plug? Um, I have a column about um, essentially Joey's nightmare scenario, which is, and I, I think pretty likely that... Uh, a lot of the top free agents just stay with their teams and uh, what that hilarious nightmare means to the Knicks and Lakers. Well, Kyrie is leaving. Kyrie is leaving, but you look at the list and it's like a lot of guys that uh, might very much might stay put. Like uh, 
yeah, the the guy the guys who are definitely going to be available are like Kyrie Boogie, and then it drops down in quality to like JJ Redick. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't really bank on. I wouldn't bet that Katie and Kawhi stay. Uh, Joey, I think you didn't read the T-shirt. I still think I'd take the field in those bets. Joey, it's a it's it's a T-shirt made by Nike. I'm just saying, maybe don't take a victory lap yet when he still hasn't signed. Um, Joey, it's a low level T-shirt available in the Nike uh-huh. store. It's a Nike Town Bomb. This is Phil Knight being Shams. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Sean, but uh. Mm-hmm. Kyrie was seen leaving a loft in New York, so that's supposed to mean he's signing with the Knicks. No, he's <laughs> the, well, the The new rumor is it's the Nets, and that allows D'Angelo Russell to go to Utah. Great. That's where he would be happy, don't you uh, think, oh, D'Angelo yeah. Russell? I mean, Seems like that fits his personality. He hates adultery, so yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter. At Frankie Muniz, where on 10-14-14, I tweeted, electrical fire. Great. (laughs) Sean, do you have a song? I did. Uh, I wrote one about uh, my least favorite warrior. Uh, I reached out to friend of the podcast, Rivers Cuomo. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Are you an Asian child? I, I, I catfished him, and then we became <laughs> okay. real-life IRL friends. Okay, great. <laughs> I, I met him on a leg-lengthening surgery forum, and I said I was a 15-year-old girl, 15 year old girl okay. from Osaka. Uh-huh. This is a long <laughs> con, Joey. We're like 15 years in at this point. I still, I still read his MySpace blog. It's pretty good. He's still posting those essays from Harvard. Have you ever heard that terrible song he wrote about uh, the USA soccer team? <laughs> I have. It's so bad. It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> this one's definitely better than that song. Okay. What's it called? Uh my name is Jonas. Okay. So listen to that. Uh remember Worldwide Wob is Owatu the Watcher. And um uh trust the process. Trust the process. And uh shut it down. Let's end like low. You know what? Um, <laughs> sh- shut it down don't allow any more millionaires in warrior games because their behavior cannot be trusted <laughs> my name is Jonas I'm coming off the bench thanks for the playoff bonus I'm sorry for the stench throw the ball to me Watch me brick the three. I'm 6'10, but Steve Kerr plays me at the three. Look like Ivan Drago, move like I'm in snow. I'm from Buffalo, all my shots go wide right. The bench is the place I belong. But then Kawhi injured Kavon. Coach Kerr said just try to compete. Then I kept helping off Fred VanVleet. My name's Jerebko. I punched your mom McClure. I'm as clutch as Eric Bledsoe. 
And my defense is poor. It is poor. Tore my Achilles. I said moving screens. Now my snaps are whack. When is Katie back? Guess what I received from the ref today? Words of real concern about my self-tanner. The series isn't going as we planned. Toronto's not playing man-to-man. Even though I'm playing like trash, you better respect the jazz. Raptors are playing zone. Come on, Looney broke a bone. Durant is on his phone. Drake's on his home alone. A lot of people don't know this, but in Swedish, Jonas Jarebko means Anderson Verizal. That's a dude you can use. Drake's on his home alone. 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 Get well, KD. Get well, come on. Get well, Clay. Maybe play Alonzo anymore? I don't know, man. My name is Jonas. 